Hey, wonderfuls, welcome to episode 452 of the JV Club with my dear friend, the wonderful, wonderful Jenny Kwan. If you are a fan of Avatar The Last Airbender, you may think of her as Suki. She is oh, just a wonderful musician and person. She's a great human being. We had such a lovely chat. I hope you enjoy the episode. Uh, we don't go too deep. And by too deep, I mean we do not. I don't think we talk about it at all because there is a whole episode, in fact, two episodes of Braving the Elements that we did with Jenny and just Jenny, where we talk about the Warriors of Kyoshi episode. We talk just to Jenny, a wonderful conversation about her and her career and Suki and Avatar and Asian representation in film and television, all kinds of stuff. But I think this fills in some other really interesting, very cool stuff about Jenny and about her teenage years that I think is just a great supplement. I love to have my guests across the span of podcasts so we can dig into all kinds of deep and wonderful stuff. So enjoy this episode and I will talk to you soon. You are a Los Angelino, right? I, mean, you're, I am. Well, you, you are a Southern California born and raised. Born is that and right? raised, yes. Yeah. I will also say one of the things I love about LA is that you could move across the city and have a completely different life as if right. you moved to a different city, but still keep all your friends. Which is totally, to. which is totally which is cool. the truth because I am in Northern Los Angeles above actually downtown LA. And I just came back from Seal Beach where one of my best friends lives because I had to pick up some merchandise. And it's such a different way of life. But yet I look in my rear view mirror and I'm like, there's snow on the mountains. That's why I, I love know. it here. I'm at I the beach. Too. And then I see snow, you know, which is, yeah. but it is, it's, really, it's different in each, like you're saying, in each little community. Yeah. Yeah. What was your, what, where were you when you were a teenager? Like, what was your high school like in, in LA? <laughs> okay. I'll, I'll give you the lowdown. I'll give, so I actually live in the house that I lived in until I was about three or four. I was born down the street and um, I am a true Valley girl, which is funny, but also embarrassing at the same time. So I hone it in if I have to do business, if I have to be pulled. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm not Valley. But uh, so I grew up in the Valley. I uh, When I was a little kid, my parents moved because of work. So I grew up in Chatsworth. <laughs> which, oh, sure. Yeah. I grew up in Chatsworth. I, know, I have a friend who lives in Chatsworth yes. on a ranch. Yeah. 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 I mean, I didn't live in, in a, on a ranch or anything, but like I lived like near uh, the Santa Susana Pass, which is off of Topanga Canyon. And so I grew up there until about high school. And then we moved out of Chatsworth to what's called, well, nobody would really know it, but now it's called North Hills. So I grew Hmm. up there and I went to public school. But then as uh, I went into high school, for whatever reason, I was like, I don't want to go to that public school, I think. In my mind, I was like, there's a bunch of riffraff now. So I ended up going, (laughs) I know, it's so weird. I ended up going to a private school called Alamany, which I'd never been to a private school when I was a kid. And my mom tried to convince me to go to Catholic parochial school. I was like, I'm not going there. I'm never going there. And then I'm the one who made the decision to go to this high school, which was 
actually, it ended up being a good experience for me. So, I, yeah. you know, I learned both. Was it a, was it parochial? Like, was it mm-hmm. did it have a, a it did have a religious bent? Because some I guess some public you know private schools. Yes, don't they don't. Not all, that. but this was uh, this was a Catholic high school. But to me, in comparison to some other high schools that I've I've heard about. It was Catholic and, you know, we did have to do mass and all that kind of stuff, but it wasn't super fundamental. It was more kind right. of a, I wouldn't say it was super liberal either, but it was it was not as horrific as I thought maybe it could be. Like no rulers yeah. on, on the wrist uh-huh. or anything like that, <laughs> yeah. you know. I actually had a fun experience, so it, it turned was out. Was it co-ed? Okay. It was co-ed. Alimony used to be separated females on one side and males on the next um but in the 50s they i think maybe 50s or late 60s they made it co-ed okay so yeah so was it was it were you, were you moving far enough away that 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 high school age where that's when your parents decided to move was that difficult for you or were is that part of why you were like look I, this is my opportunity to start all over again maybe i don't want to go to this public school maybe i'm a different maybe i want to try a different jenny on and that jenny wants to go to this private school and Both. Kind of see what that's all about Both. yeah because the girlfriend who i just mentioned who i went to seal beach because i was in long beach picking up uh, merchandise i've known her since first grade so she's like my sister and we we grew up together and so there were a handful of of people who I was like oh this is going to be really hard for me but at the same time I was ready to just like you're saying try something new on I yeah. knew two people at Alamany when I went there because we used to perform together but one one of the girls was older than me and then the other one we were friends but it wasn't like we were probably in the same friend group but we always yeah. stayed friends it just we were just a little bit different, but at least yeah. I knew two people. I, but that was it. I didn't. Yeah, it was a very bizarre new experience because in parochial school, when you grow up together, you have that school, and if those group of people go with you to the same oh, high sure. school, then they all know each other already. You were new girl. You yeah. were full on new completely. girl. Completely. Completely. Did that work to your advantage? Were you because when I everybody knows this, but when I not everybody you, but like people who listen to the podcast, I I definitely like could not wait to start high school. Mind you, still with a lot of people I knew, but it was a much bigger school. Mm. Could not wait to like dress goth. I mean, I just couldn't wait <laughs> to get my new like look going. Um, and I think I felt sheepish about doing that before then, but it felt like that's a oh, fresh that's start. Like yeah. I can, you know, even if people are like. I'm sorry, Janet. I you were wearing a, like a you know, I don't know, like a Peter. And that was Peter Gabriel, still cool. But you know, you were wearing like a top forty T-shirt like before the summer ended, and now you're like, you know, your hair is dyed orange or whatever. Um, but I felt that I really, I think I was really nervous about starting high school, but I did kind of also channel it into a little bit of like a, well, I'm just gonna. I'll do something really fun and cool and different and you I know love that. look how brave I am, you know? Yeah, totally. You know, I I think it was just a weird inside probably because I felt like I didn't really fit in in a really huge setting because going from public school to the private school, it was much bigger as opposed to going to the parochial school, which again, it's smaller. So I, I really was like, this is just not me. But also thinking about when I went to Alamany, it was like, what do you mean dress code? What do you mean? Yeah. And I think we started out with a dress code, which is a lot more difficult to me 
than wearing yeah. a uniform because if you throw on the uniform, it's that's a it's really the same good thing. point. It's Dress a weird code. in between. Mm-hmm. It is a weird in between. Yeah. So that was it. It was fine for what it was at the yeah. time, but then when they went to the uniform. I was probably one of the ones who just didn't complain because I was like, oh, good. I don't have to worry. Does this have a collar? Does this not? I can't wear this. I can't, you know, it it, it was a weird transition. Were there kids at the school that were kind of pushing those boundaries that were like known as the people who were like, oh, that, you know, they're never going to get away with that T-shirt that says like whatever from. Yeah. And of course, all my goth friends were just like all the way, you know, but they made it really work for them. Even when we went into uniforms, I was like, oh. I want to do that, you know, um, but it ended up being to me, I could still see everybody's personalities, even though we were all wearing uniforms. My yeah. but my one friend, this is funny, like, well, two things. My one friend had long hair and he was, you know, a guy and but you couldn't have hair as a guy past your collar. So he'd have to tuck in his hair underneath his collar. Like, oh my gosh, that is so ridiculous. And then this one poor guy in our class, guys couldn't have facial hair. Well, he Mm. couldn't help it. He was just growing hair every place. (laughs) So for him, he was born with a five o'clock shadow. There was just no way. So Aw, poor Mike Lorenz. Poor but, Grizzly. Yeah, poor exactly. Grizzly. He, he I, I mean, he probably was shaving three times a day because he just, he was dealt that. Yeah, so. no kidding. But mm. I appreciate that they were, like, obviously the school must have known that your friend was tucking his hair in. So I, I sort of appreciate that. I mean, don't you think? Or no, you think they never figured it out? I don't. Because it feels I, like everybody's sort of, like, acknowledging, like, all right, look, you're tucking your hair Probably. in. That's fine. Like, we're not going to push, you know, that, you, that it wasn't so strict, like you said, that it would be pushed yeah. to the point of like, no, we know what's underneath there. <laughs> Cut that hair. I want to see the end of it. I want to see where the hair ends. I should ask him, actually. I should say, hey, did they ever get on you about that? I'm trying yeah. to remember because he had this really, like, thick, curly hair. So I don't know if it just blended in, but I was like, I knew that he oh, had tucked it under. Had- but uh-huh. I, I need to ask him. I need to ask him because I, I do see him once in a while still. Cause, oh, good. Yeah, because he uh, he is a he d- does music for uh, libraries for like. So sometimes I'll see him when he asks me to do demos, but I never asked oh, him. Oh, sure. That. Yeah, sure, sure. So let's talk about the the music because you got into music young. I mean, mm-hmm. right? Like you've been singing forever. Um, yes. Is that true? Yes, it is. Is that so, just like a, a t- super exaggeration? I'm like, you've been singing forever. No, you're right. You're right. I, I started formally singing at age 11. And I simultaneously kind of started singing as I started acting. Mm-hmm. I would say probably singing just a hair more, um, probably sooner than acting, just because my mom, well, I'm Filipino and I call it a stereotype or not, but Filipinos love to sing. They love music, you know, but it literally, my mom was always looking for a singing teacher for me. So we had gone somewhere. I don't know. I Oh, I was in Kids of the Century, which was this performing troupe that we would perform around, you know, Southern California and Disneyland. I'm always so fascinated by those those youth groups that were collected not just from one school but from a bunch of different schools i don't remember there being something like that in tucson Mm. but um but that's very that's very appealing to me anything like that where it's like we go to different schools or we travel on a bus together as young Mm -hmm. people with 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 a male supervision (laughs) with like with like chaperones you know with just a couple of adults um 
I didn't I didn't really have much of that except for like a student council mm. trip or two. And I did envy that because I have such a strong uh, association of like that just like the adrenaline of like oh, we're like, this is a group of, we're meeting this whole new group of young people and like, we're staying in this hotel and mm-hmm. like, no one's really doing anything, but yeah. it just feels like the, the the crackle of electricity of like, I don't know, like, oh shit, I'm going to walk, you know what? I'm going to walk past their door. I'm going to walk past their door. Someone told me where they were staying. I should walk past their If they open up the door, maybe we'll say hi. I don't know. I don't know. Like, totally. you know, just so intense for like the tiniest exchange. Absolutely. But that newness, you know? And I think, you know, when I was starting out, I was such a shy kid. I was literally like a mute. The only time I would really open up was when I was singing or if I really got to know someone, that's when I would really open up. So like you're saying that electricity, I hadn't really formed, you know, the huge passion that has become, you know, the acting bug, but it really started to kind of help me get out of my shell. Because I was just deathly, you would not know I was there, you know? Oh, wow. Yeah. And so performing that really, that spark really lit something up, you know, at that young age, you know, alongside with, you know, all the uh, politics of, of, you know, back then it didn't seem as as much, but, you know, all like, well, my kid has to be in the front and this and that and the clicks and that. Oh, but was I there was that? Kind of, oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, and so-and-so is like the star too. and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what's funny. happening? You know, this is, ri- yeah. this is ridiculous. Why can't we just have fun? So. Yeah. Do you have siblings? I have one older sister. She's nine years older than I am. Oh, nine years. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. So you had... I mean, you were by yourself at the house, probably, or Pretty unless much. she stayed close. But I mean, mm. that's 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 a long time to still come and be like so and so's little sister. Like Absolutely. nine years, yeah. not is not necessarily the same thing as someone being like, "I had your brother last semester. Right. I hope you measure up." Or whatever. exactly, yeah. And you know, she actually was our chaperone once for Kids of the Century when we went to New York. So that was something that I look back New on. New York, and I, was like, I mean, oh. that's a big deal. I was such a big deal. And the, the I don't know if I've shared with you this story, but this is when I officially got back into acting. We went to New York for the commemoration of the Statue of Liberty, which kind of shows how Aww. old I am. I literally was 11. No one needs to look that up. <laughs> no one needs to look that it up. That could happen anytime. Exactly. So... I literally on the plane, we were coming back from the whole event. We were on the plane. I was sleeping. Literally, I don't sleep on the plane that much. But at the time, I was asleep and with drool on the shoulder. (laughs) That's how dead asleep I was. So my sister's like, Jennifer, Jennifer, there's an agent on the plane. Go meet them. And I was like, you know, I'm sleeping. She's like, just go. So somehow she convinced me to go. And mind you, like, I'm super shy. I'm not like the other kids. So it literally is like a scene out of a movie where I walk up the aisle and I see like people juggling, people like playing on the guitar, people dancing, doing cartwheels down the aisle. And I go up to this agent and she's like, hi, Jenny. And I was like, hi, like barely talking. Uh-huh. She's like, do you like to act? Shrug my shoulders. I don't know. <laughs> well, you like to sing? Yeah, I don't know. Shrug my shoulders. And so she said, well, if you come back to L.A., would you like to try acting? And I said, I don't know. And so she said, uh, will you come to my office and meet me? And I said, uh-huh. she said, if you go to an acting class, will you come to my office and meet me? And I said, OK. So that's how I officially got started because I came home 
to do this acting class, fell in love with it. And that's when I went to her office to be repped by her. And I was like, again, I was not that kid doing the cartwheels right. down the aisle. I right, was right. so shy. Like, Wait, I don't so even did, know. Had she, seen, had she seen you as part of Kids of the Century? Or no. like, how did she, when you went up to her, was, was it charming to her that you were kind of the opposite of showy offy like what's what sparked for her i mean not i to say that think, you're not a darling no 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 but i was i was like, super shy uh, i think my sister had been talking to her and my sister right. was the one who wanted to go into uh-huh. acting <laughs> so she's like go meet that agent because she's gonna take both of us and i was like i don't want to you know <laughs> so meanwhile i'm the one who stays yeah you know in this crazy business and my sister That's is so funny is is not an actor at all anymore yeah okay we're gonna take a break i will be back after a word from our wonderful buddies at maximum fun This episode is sponsored by Microdose Gummies. Wonderfuls, if you are a regular listener of the JV Club, you probably already know that I'm not a person who has spent that much time indulging in recreational cannabis as an adult. In fact, you probably know I'm not really much of a drinker even. But you also know that I am someone who has grappled with my share of long-term physical pain and anxiety, which honestly these days is basically just the anxiety we all experience walking around in today's world. So when I'm willing to endorse a cannabis-based product, I am not messing around. Wonderfuls, I have been so excited about my experience so far with microdose gummies. Microdose gummies deliver perfect entry-level doses of THC that help you feel just the right amount of good. Okay, you've probably heard that word microdose a lot, right, around the web these days, and it has definitely been a great approach for someone like me who can be, I'll say, trepidatious about not really wanting that feeling of being high um, just from past teenage experiences before this stuff got figured out for reals. But that's one of the things that I have been loving about microdose gummies because I am a scaredy cat. I was able to just nibble off a little bit of gummy over the course of the first day, working my way up over a few days until I feel I've established a trustful and loving relationship with my gummies. Now I know exactly how much I want to nibble off to feel that pain relief, to feel truly a sense of well-being and Yes, even a little kick in the creativity department. Brandon and I have both been using these gummies, which, by the way, are also super delicious. Not something I can say about all edibles, that's for sure. Microdose is available nationwide, and to learn more about microdosing THC, just do a quick search online or go to microdosegummies.com and use code JVCLUB to get free shipping and 30% off your first order. Links can be found in our show description this week, but again, that is microdosegummies.com and code JVCLUB. I'm John Moe. My show, Depression Mode, is all about mental health. And this week, I talk with Amanda Knox. She spent four years in an Italian prison for a murder she didn't commit. That's a lot of trauma, and she's okay talking about it. If I touch on something that you'd rather not get into, just say so. We'll cut the whole exchange out. But it also seems like you're pretty open (laughs) open about a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I am having trouble imagining anything that you could talk to me about (laughs) that I... I know. What are we going to throw Amanda Knox with? (laughs) Depression Mode with John Moe, only on Maximum Fun. Are your parents both Filipino and were they born in the Philippines? My parents are both Filipino. Um, They were both born in the Philippines. My mom, it's, it's very interesting. I'm like, how did they meet? My mom came from wealth. 
and my father did not. My mom uh, lived in, where was she born? She was born in Quezon City, which is north, and she lived in a beach town called Belair. And my father lived in the very most southern tip of the Philippines. Like There's like 7,000 islands, but he Mm. lived in the very southern tip. Well, they met because they went to dentistry school together because my grandfather was a general in the Philippine army. And so they both were dentists. And so, yeah. And so I always ask my mom, you know, well, why did you move here if you already had a good life in the Philippines? You were wealthy. And literally, I've never heard it before. But she's like, well, you know, because America is the land of opportunity, you know. And I'm like, what? You know, even from someone who comes from a wealthy background. Yeah. From where they're from, you know. And I think a lot of people don't know that here. Like, there's so many stories. Like, just for example, when we were doing our first renovation on the house, a couple of the construction workers, I think a lot of people just don't know, but a couple of them, I got to talking with them. And for example, the one um, uh, carpenter or um, I, this is, I sound like such a housewife, the carpenter or the pipe layer, but you know, he was, <laughs> he was a general in the Colombian army or yeah. something like that, you know, and come yeah. to the States in hopes of a better living, you know? Yeah. And I just think a lot of people don't realize that sometimes. No, that's a really good point. I, you're right. I have a lot of first generation friends who's, that is, I think it's not talked about like in general, but it's talked mm-hmm. about within families, like mm-hmm. families know it, but that isn't necessarily the parent who wants that spread around. No. So it sort of stays, it's those, those, those stories sometimes stay, you know, very inside of a family. Right. But yeah, same thing. Like I have a friend who's Vietnamese and her family is like, he was like invented some sort of veterinary oh, yeah. thing and like, he still just he still left because he was like I don't want to I don't want to be here no it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what I do and he ended up going on in a total like working for an air conditioning company or something came here because it was not you know it wasn't it just wasn't worth it and then it was and then it wasn't for whatever reason racism or otherwise or language barrier what have you right it just doesn't you don't go back to that vocation right you know for some people it's like it was worth it but Right. Would I have continued to do X, Y, Z if it had been easy? Yeah, I would right. love to continue my career. In that Absolutely. Way. And, you know, I and I think just kind of like what you're saying, and I will just say this because I, I don't feel like it's anything to be looked down upon or ashamed. But um, I used to always ask my parents, how come you're not dentists here? How come you're not dentists here? Well, they came over in the 60s. And yeah. so I guess my mom told me that she had taken the test and she didn't pass it. And I'm thinking, what? Why didn't you pass it? You know, because I'm a kid and I'm, I'm just like, that doesn't make any sense, you know, but it does make perfect sense because probably back then, um, even though in the Philippines, they are taught English. In school, you are taught right. English grammar. It's much different the way that it lines up how we speak English here, but they can still speak English, right? Yeah. But the language barrier on the tests First of all, I barely passed chemistry in high school. I had to go to tutoring every day. But then to be newer to the language and then have to take a test that probably the vocabulary is way beyond your means of understanding, that's what I think really was the case. Oh my God, you know. I need to go on a slight tangent that has nothing to do with you or your Please. family, and you are my guest, but I hope you'll find it <laughs> interesting too. I listened to this podcast, um, 
uh, that was called Strange Land, and it was a story of. It's actually it was a story of this. It's a it's a sort of an, an interpreter and her journalist friend, um, this dude who tell the story of this murder, this very infamous murder that took place in Koreatown mm. um, a couple decades ago. No, I think it was yeah, like early two thousands, and um, and the person who was convicted for it like just the way they told the story of what it's like to be an immigrant to uh koreatown in los angeles and Mm -hmm. what makes it so extraordinary and so special and also so insular not unlike uh chinatown in san francisco where you can really you don't have to leave chinatown if you immigrate and you don't speak english like you're going to be okay if that's Mm -hmm. if that's what you want to do and so you know Just being in a situation, imagine, like, imagine you are accused of a crime. Oh, gosh. And your English English is your second language. You're kind of proficient. Mm -hmm. But suddenly you have police officers leaning in and interpreting every Mm. syllable, every body language moment. Like, oh, I'm sorry. You know what? Maybe a gesture or a way of moving your neck in Korea is not the same as the guilty person who yeah. looks up and to the right in America or whatever. Absolutely. It is infuriating and fat, but it's fascinating. Oh, and it does it. such a good job of, of, I think it really does a good job of sort of putting you in the shoes of someone like, imagine that you're in, if you've ever been to a country where you didn't speak the language, now oh, yeah. imagine that you were accused of a crime there. And That's it just so scary. gives you your stomach flips. You wow. Know, when you think about it. Um, <sighs> so I get, I mean, I totally get it. Um, and so, <laughs> so how did they feel about your love of singing? Did you have parents like that were supportive of that? A lot of my friends, especially comedians uh, who have uh, Filipino parents or Asian parents um, or even some, you know, like Russian parents definitely had the experience of like, I did not come to this country for you to become an actor <laughs> or like, I did not come to this country for you. to You know what I mean? Well, did you have that or were they totally? No, like, my mom, my parents were the ones who got me into it. So I, I okay. say I blame oh, you. Okay. And my mom says when she was pregnant with me, she said she prayed. I was like, OK, uh, she said, I prayed to God that you'll. Please make Jennifer either a nun or an actress. And I said, uh, I ain't no nun. <laughs> and then she was like. Those are such different things. <laughs> and so she's like, okay, wait, wait. And then she went back. She's like, no, please make her an actress. Well, I was like, wow, that's a pretty no huge kidding. manifestation. Yeah. Well, I know you said that they loved music and that that was. Mm-hmm. But you, I didn't know if that translated to, you know, like, no, we love doing this as a hobby. Well, but- you know, da da da. Exactly, exactly. Which I still blame them because they they were the ones who wanted me to get into singing, especially my mom. And then you know, I honestly, it probably was a blessing in disguise. But I did not have any sort of success when I was a kid as far as booking things. Like the joke is, when I went to my acting class, I was there for so long, and when they would do the newsletter, it would say, so-and-so um, <laughs> books this. So-and-so booked a commercial. So-and-so booked this. Jenny Fernando Kwan goes to the prom, and I threw a tantrum. I was like, why do you have to say I went to the prom? I've been working so hard, and I didn't even... Like, so I was devastated. Oh, no. Yeah, so so then, you know, I, I'm doing this for a while, and I, you know, I start booking things, you know, in my 20s but as soon as I started having some success and then the success maybe kind of you know we were on hiatus my parents would be like Anak when are you going back to school I'm like 
Never. Anak, how about going to, what about just this? No, like I did not want to once I, you know, so they thought that this exaggerated hobby was probably going to peter out. And it was like, "Mm, I think it's too late for that Uh now. (laughs) You can't, no take backs. Right. I mean, exactly. I mean, I did go to junior college, you know, for a while thinking, okay, I want to, I want to at least have some sort of degree. And as I got as far as getting barely an AA because I would like take class and then I'd book something and then I'd be like, sure. okay, go back and take a class. Okay. And then I'd book something. I'm like, okay, enough already, you know, for yeah. now, for now. Yeah. So. Yeah. Understood. Understood. Uh, were there things that when you did go to like in high school, were there, I mean, you said that you needed a tutor for chemistry, which mm-hmm. understood. Um, <laughs> were there subjects that you felt sort of fed you um, in some that way of like having curiosity? Because you're very, you're just a very astute, like, you're you're just a very positive person to oh, be around geez, and thanks. but that doesn't mean that you but but you're you're also very pragmatic and you see the world I think as it is in addition to you know how you would like it to be mm. um and that's that's different right it's different right. from being a person who just sort of is just positive right you know you're still you're still very uh savvy and mm-hmm. so I'm I I love when people have all of those qualities and they arrive on their journey, whether it's a con- quote unquote conventional way or not. But I'm curious, like, Ooh. what were the things that were sort of feeding your curiosity and your understanding of, of the world and stuff as you were growing up? That's really interesting because I'm like, man, I feel like I've never had a conventional sort of upbringing. You know, it's never been on a schedule, which is very yeah. strange to me. But I will say, I will say two things, which is interesting ever since I was a kid I feel like I'm still the same person as I was a kid except hopefully grown more but I always had kind of the same train of thoughts of people's statuses in the world like I'm like no you know we're all humans when people would just kind of look down upon other people or this or that it just would drive me crazy um but I will say as far as going to the high school I went to, I would have never thought that the one class that I really enjoyed that kind of really helped open up my uh, broader view of just the world and different religions and not to be in super religious about stuff. But it's interesting because I wasn't super religious when I was really young. And then when I ended up going to Catholic school, I was like, oh, I became a little bit more religious. But the class that I really liked was Religions of the East. Not religions sure. of the West. I'm like, eh, right. I, I know that one. Right. It's, it's, it's okay. Yeah. But religions of I the East. I love that they offered that class. Me that too. That makes me so happy. Me too, right? Yeah. Um, it, that was a class that I, I really thought was super interesting. And it kind of taught me more because I didn't really have any knowledge about different religions. Maybe I might have heard. I knew, you know, Judaism because when I was in, in junior high, all of my friends were Jewish. And when I was Same. a kid, I was like, I want to be, I want to celebrate Hanukkah. And they're like, you can't really do that, Jennifer. And I was like, Why? I was like, if I learn the words just exactly. from going to a lot of bar and bat mitzvahs, yeah, exactly. does that count? Exactly. And it doesn't work like that. I'm like, yeah. okay. So, but that class really helped to just open my eyes to different ways of life. Maybe mm. not necessarily the religion, but that there could be something more than just... Yes just the way that we're kind of being taught in our society and above 
any sort of religion that maybe people, you know, like people have different thoughts, not just what we see in our few states here, you know? Right. Absolutely. So that was really interesting. It's also such an interesting lens because it's not not to I don't want to diminish or like or sort of put into a box the idea of religion reflecting culture because right. obviously it's more complicated than that right. but like food or music you know you can you can get a peek into the culture of a place mm-hmm. through their religious beliefs or their rituals their rites of passage stuff like that in a way that you know is so is so interesting and I think so exciting because that is a way to kind of understand a history or, you know, those yeah. those religions exist for a reason. They develop the way they did for a reason. And right. I think it can give you such a wonderful look inside, not a complete one, but right. you're so right. It really, there's a sense of I'm studying the religion, but everything that's behind that, that brought the that religion comes with, to, that. with everything. Yeah, exactly. You have a sense of this giant, vast culture that's you know stretching back to support those those beliefs and they've been centuries old you know and and just to kind of support what you're saying more is uh i was doing a show in thailand which was still one of my favorite things to do but it's so interesting i don't know if you've ever traveled there but i've not been to thailand yet oh i love thailand yes i went to a smaller town called chiang mai and i love it it's it's kind of like Bangkok is kind of like um, New York and Vegas on super crack, you know. Yeah. And every she- <laughs> everything I've seen from it, I'm like scared that yeah. I'm going to be so but overwhelmed. But it's cool. But it's cool. Yeah. But but Chiang Mai is more. I I compare it to. It's like Burbank to. It's like Burbank to its Los Angeles. Like it's so yeah. like homey and and oh anyway, gosh. it's so it's so delightful. But they, just to kind of give you an idea, at six o'clock every day, but everywhere in Thailand. At six o'clock every day, they have a moment of silence for their, I think, their, their, I think they call him the king or the prime minister, the king, maybe. Um, and I remember when we were in the night market, which I, I just dream about going back to the night market. It's kind of like oh. a big rose bowl where you have like artisans yes. and you have vendors and it's fun. And, oh. and anyway, at six o'clock, you stop and then they just do like a little, you know, you know, I don't know, like a little prayer, what have you, but everybody stops. Everybody stops. It's super powerful. That's what, that's what the history brings. And one time I tried to just record it on my phone. Why is it nowhere to be found on my phone? Like I kept Mm -hmm. checking. It was so weird. I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, the spirits were like, oh no, you're not. So, um, yeah, so it's just really interesting. Not only has the religion kind of bled into it, but it's a way of life that they observe. It's just, you know, respectful, you know, in their country. So it was just really interesting to witness that. Yeah. Yeah. When did you first start traveling uh, further? I mean, you know, going to New York as as a young person as part of the – Kids of the Century, which again, it's just like it's just a great name. <laughs> you, I feel like I feel like you can t- you you may not know exactly what it is, but like I saw, I remember being taken to see Up with People oh. uh, when I was a kid, and it had a lot of kids, but I think it had grownups too. Oh, um, but it was just this like big, just just like a big positive celebration, like oh, we're all nice. in it together. It was like a, it was like a mini We Are the World, oh, um, wow. a little bit, and uh, and you know. I, I have that sense of just like the presentation of it being well, I mean, you said you went 
to the Statue of Liberty event, like that feels exactly like I'm not, nothing surprises me about the fact that you got to go do that, which, by the way, mm. I cannot get through reading myself or hearing anyone read the dedication on the Statue of Liberty without bawling. Mm. Like every time I read it, I'm like, I'm going to get through it this time. Aww. And the halfway through, I'm like, this is what America is supposed to be. Like, why can't we do it? Why can't we do it? Oh, man. Oh. Ah. Yeah. yeah. Love it. But then so, yeah. So when did you, where were you, like, how old were you? Were you in your 20s when you started sort of having those more worldly adventures? Well, I think before I'd gone to New York, I actually went to the Philippines with my mom because my grandfather was ill at the time, which I Mm. did not want to go. But my mom did not want to go by herself. So, Mm. and unfortunately, as a kid, Way, and I was not worldly at all, and I did not want to go. Um, and when I went to the Philippines, I, I was in complete shock, you know? Mm. And she, I was like, why is everybody staring at me? She's like, because you're not from here. I'm like, well, they don't have to stare at me, you know? <laughs> and so um, that was my very, very first experience traveling internationally. And then I had these little uh, – I went to New York with Kids of the Century. And then when I was 16, I can't believe my mom still let me do it. But I went to New York to visit my family because I have so much family in New York Mm. with uh, my two girlfriends. Um, And then from there on out, I'm trying to think what was next. When I was 18, I... I played the lead in Miss Saigon, and that was my first time living away from home, yeah. ever living on my own. I was 18. I was such a baby, you know, but I lived in Chicago for almost a year. And so then I'm so fortunate enough to have been able to travel because of work. Um, and I love it, you know, even though I'm the worst sleeper in the hotel and I hate <laughs> flying and like, ah, but I still do it because yeah. it just, I love it. But it's, it's because of work, thank God. Oh, and I went to Washington, D.C. when I was 16. I forgot for, it's called the close-up when you go and study the government. They used to offer that oh, at the schools. okay. Yeah, so that, for, That's cool. for a minute I thought I was going to be a politician. I would not be alive if I was a politician. <laughs> I would be dead of all the stress and especially today, I, my heart would just not be able to handle it. Oh, oh, it's time for a quick break. I will be back after a word from our friends at Maximum Fun. For over a decade, MaxFunCon has been an incredible weekend of learning, connecting, and laughing with folks in the MaxFun community. And, if all goes according to plan, the last regularly scheduled MaxFunCon will take place in Lake Arrowhead from June 3rd to June 5th, 2022. We have a very limited number of tickets remaining. To make them available to the maximum number of people, We'll be opening our waitlist for tickets on January 23rd at 5 p.m. Pacific. That'll be your chance to be first in line to purchase tickets, and we'll go down the waitlist until we're at capacity. More details at maxfuncon.com. And mark your calendars for Sunday, January 23rd at 5 p.m. Pacific. Okay, I'm going to do this. I have this uh, MASH game that I sure. like to play at the end. Do you know yeah. MASH? Do you know like Mansion Apartment? Yeah. Like, house? Yeah. You ever play that? Okay. I love that game. So I'm going to do it. Um, I'll do. I'll, I won't go straight up like the most cliche answers okay. or the most cliche uh, categories. I'm going to do kind of more customized for you. Okay. Let's start with, well, I think we should just start with a show. Like let's do three shows that you would love to do. Oh, and gosh. removing... 
you know, age, gender, race, like this sort of this is like in in a utopia because we're building this kind of alternate universe um, where there's an opportunity for you to play three different roles, three roles you would love to play uh, in a show that, um, well, you'll end up getting one, of course, because this is MASH. So three, three that would be really fun to play. Oh, my gosh. Some of the shows are not even on the air anymore. But what have I been watching? Oh, uh, sorry. This one would be like Broadway shows. Oh. Like Miss Saigon. Like oh. a Miss Saigon type situation. Sorry. Oh, even if I'm way too old? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, I love that show Town. Oh, yes, uh, indeed. That would be fun. So we're Let's thinking Broadway, know. right? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't even know what shows are out right now. What shows are... Well, they can be... It can be like... I mean, I don't care. It can be like Oklahoma or, oh, you know... okay. Okay. Annie. <laughs> I <laughs> love it. Have, it doesn't have to be one that's exist- existing Oh, good. Right okay, good, good, good. Okay, Hades Town. Hmm. Waitress. Oh, I would love to see you Waitress, waitress to be honest waitress. with you. <gasps> I love right? Waitress. I love oh, Waitress. I would love to see you in Waitress. I would love to do Waitress. Um, oh, my God. That feels like it needs to happen. Let's see. What else? I, I'm trying to think. Okay, Waitress I loved. I would love to play that in Waitress. And I love Sarah Bareilles. And then there was like a newer one. I don't remember. Moulin Rouge. Oh, hell yeah. Moulin Rouge. Beautiful. I love that. That is Rouge. gorgeous. It's so good. Oh, I haven't uh, seen it. I want to see it. You haven't seen? Oh, I haven't seen a, a, a stage production. I've oh. only seen the movie. Oh, that's one of my favorites. I it's, love it. It's a joy. Uh, okay, next category. Let's do three places in the world that we're going to give you a vacation home. Um, oh, yes. And we're going to be able to sort of teleport you there. So you don't have to worry about, like, the strain of travel. We're just going to sort of... Yes, Hawaii. Great. That's my number one. I would love to be also have go to Thailand again. Great. Let's say San Diego. The, the, that is a local one, but I still would love to be oh, no, close no to No problem home. with me. Yeah, absolutely. Also. Um, okay, great. Next one, let's do three foods that in this reality either, <laughs> you know, you can't like house a whole cake anymore. I probably could when I was a kid. But um, we're giving you this like alternate universe where there no food has any negative repercussions. So you could eat a steak if you're not into like eating meat this is a situation in which a, a cow isn't dying or you know you could eat a whole pan of brownies but you're not going to feel sick or gain any oh. weight like this is just sort of or it could even be like this one type of food that you had in thailand that you know you can only get there but we're going to give you the ability to sort of snap your fingers oh yeah and suddenly you have like the perfect tomka or whatever you mean all my f- all the food that i like to eat <laughs> like exactly food all the time okay roti which great can, really the only roti i've ever found was in thailand Roti. Um, what else? Oh, God, I love food. It's really bad. Um, I would like to be able to eat nachos every day. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> the cheese. Yeah, you, like, you've nailed this category. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Roti, nachos, gorgeous. Uh, and one other thing. Let's see. I eat pizza, but I just want to have... Any and all the pizza I can always yeah. eat. A hundred percent. Absolutely. Because Perfect. I just, right. And I don't eat pork really anymore and the cheese and the dairy. You know, I'm just giving you all my yeah. TMI. But yes, like, <laughs> no, I just want to be able to eat pizza whenever I want yeah. without getting a stomach ache. Yeah. 
Same, mm-hmm. same, same, same. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Uh, next one, let's do three movies that you can jump into whenever you want. And you're not reliving the plot. You're just in that world. Uh, so it could be animation. It could be, you know, it could be a musical. It could be sci-fi. You're not going to get hurt. Um, so, you know, it's not like, even if it's like this take like Star Wars, you're not going to get, bl- your planet won't get blown up or anything. It's like the good this stuff. This is hilarious. This is so funny. Um Oh no, you can probably hear me. It's so embarrassing, but um whenever Titanic comes on, yeah. we just I'm rewatched Titanic <laughs> again probably for ship. the for the twentieth time yesterday. <laughs> and the whole movie, which was really embarrassing. We come at That's what it- happens, you get sucked in. Oh, That's true God. for me with a lot of James Cameron movies, actually. I'm like, why am I watching Aliens again? I've again. seen this movie a billion times. Again. Oh, yeah. Great. It's Titanic, ridiculous. perfect. Oh, God. Give me two more. It's so embarrassing. But that one always comes on and it's like, we're watching it again. <laughs> I get it. I guess. Um, <laughs> it's so funny. Um, I'm trying to think of the movies I've watched lately. I want something funny. What's something funny I just recently watched? I'm going to have to go with one of my classics, which I love. One of my favorite movies and I haven't been watching it like I watched Titanic, but 16 Candles, I will, that's what, that was my first favorite movie, John Hughes. And then what would be a good third one? <gasps> you know what I just watched? Oh my gosh, I just watched West Side Story and that was really good. Oh, I wasn't sure. sure how I was going to like yeah, the yeah. remake, but that was really. Yeah. I need to see it, I think. It I was, was on really... the fence. I was like, do it. I, I understand I, because I was yeah. too. And I said, you know what? I'm going to watch it because it could be something a little bit interesting. Yeah, absolutely. But I, but I liked it. Why not? Let me see it. Let me see it. Great. Okay. Uh, next one. All due respect to your partner in crime. This is MASH game that there is some romance uh, oh, that we've got sprinkled in here. It's so alternate universe, uh, fun times, sexy times. Doesn't even have to be a long-term romance, but could be uh, with anyone. Could be character, character from a book, movie, uh, celebrity, person who's not alive anymore. Could be Paul Newman at X time in his oh, life. Oh, no. I, it's all you know good. I mean? It's all good. There's Great. Th- I, I'm very lucky. My You're ready to, are never. you ready to go on this I'm, one? I know these two. I have two at least. That's <laughs> not a problem. Great. Okay. Okay. All right. Here we go. Here we go. What's his name? I think his name is Scott Eastman. He's okay, Clint. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Eastwood. Sorry. Sorry. Eastwood. Um, Scott Eastwood is his name because he's is, Clint is Eastwood's. He, oh, he da- is uh, son. Mm-hmm. The next one would be. <laughs> oh, this is another one. <gasps> what is wrong I might with ha- me? I just. Oh, I found my. No, okay, I okay, might have to change one of my movies. Okay, I'm ready for it. I can. Can cross I change out. I'm not one scared. of change West Side Story to Magic Mike XL? Oh, hello, <laughs> hello. Yes. yes, Magic Mike XL. Yes, Great. instead. Okay, Channon Chan. I can never say his name Channing right. Channing Tatum. Yeah, Channing yep, yep. Tatum. But I like yeah. his character just because he's like yeah. you know he's he's really he's seen, I've heard he's a really nice guy. I, I have also heard. heard that. I've yeah. heard he is a joy to work with. Yeah, yeah. So. Great. He would be my one of them. And then I need one more. Who would that yep. be? Um, just because I just thought of him and he's pretty fine. Michael B. Jordan. Great. Great, great, great. He's super cute. I have like an uncomfortable fixation with his bling like his gold uh, <laughs> canines in black panther i was like oh. i can't tell if i want him or if i want to be him 
but like they look I think you so want- good. No, I used it to. It so good. I literally was like, oh. I want a tooth like that. And my girlfriend, yeah. who actually had that in the 70s, yeah. she's like, Jenny, do not. Don't I was like, why? I want a diamond on my tooth. And she's like, don't you think about it because this is what they do. I'm like, so what? Then I want a grill. She's like, yeah. oh my gosh. Yeah. Just give me a little something <laughs> I can just yeah. click on and then pop exactly. them out whenever you. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, fantastic. Michael B., yes. Very, very hot. Okay. Uh, next category, let's do three. Let's do three times and places that you can visit. You're in a safety bubble. It could be that you're going to this one moment in time, so you've kind of uh-huh. solved a mystery that everyone's always wondered about. But it could also be like, I just want to visit Paris in the 20s, you know? It could yeah. be any combination of those kinds of things. Three. Okay. So I'm totally into that. So I want to be in Los Angeles. I have a weird fascination with the history of Los Angeles. Me too. Any, yeah, any time between, I, I don't, it doesn't even matter to me, but let's just say like in the early 1900s, I'll do Los Angeles. Great. Have you watched um, the, I don't know if you have Showtime, but we just started watching mm-hmm. uh, The Real Charlie Chaplin. Oh. That's like, God, it's, it's really interesting. I'm not even like a oh. you know, I'm not a person who's obsessed with Charlie Chaplin, but just seeing them, they have footage of them building the Chaplin Studios that it's now the Henson See, Company at La Brea and cool. Delongre. It is so cool and there's so much footage of just hillsides with nothing there where you're like, That's what where I love. is See, that even? Like, so is that Beverly cool. Hills? Is that Bronx? Where is that? It's really cool. Recommend. Great. Okay. There Early is 1900s a, LA. Great. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, Okay. And what were you going to say? There's uh, a, it sounds like something there's you need to a, know about. There's a, well, because I'm so fascinated with the history of Los Angeles, there's a Instagram page I follow that is, that has the history of Los Angeles. And I'm oh, so cool. fascinated with it because it, it shows exactly all that stuff that yeah. it shows different times and periods of Los Angeles, uh, where Cahuenga was just rolling hills or yeah. there used to be like a, a train that went all the way up to the peak of, Mount Wilson, all that. It's so yeah. it's weird. Oh, I got it. So, I got to do it. There's so okay, much history. Myself. Yeah. LA history. Okay, great. I'll let, I'll let you know which one it is if you're oh, interested. Oh, great, great, great. Yeah, I'm super interested. Um, okay. Okay, so the next one would be whatever time period they were building the uh, pyramids of Egypt. Great. Yes, indeed. And then the third one, any time in history. I don't know... This is probably a little bit morbid. Um, I guess it's the, I guess I would say, the afterlife. I want to know all the secrets. Yeah. I want to know all the secrets. Like what really happened to JFK? You know, what, what about these seven wonders of the world? Who built Stonehenge? Like all that. Okay. So you basically just wished for more wishes, but I'm going to give it to you. Oh, oh, did I have more than three? No, no, but I'm saying oh, okay. like if I t- if you're going to the afterlife, oh. then you get to find out everything. It's I like want to know the out. secrets. I love it. I love it. I think that's I think that's very smart. That's I, a great I use of the category. Okay, fabulous. Okay, cool. okay uh, two more categories. We'll zip through them. I don't want to keep you forever. Oh, okay. But um, next one, let's do uh, something that you would love to have as a hobby and be really good at. That for whatever reason, probably it's not going to happen or maybe it will happen, but we're going to give you the opportunity to be like, you know, it's great. I, I took up Taekwondo yesterday and I'm actually really great. Or, you know, I have one suddenly of those. I can play piano like that. Yeah. I At the beginning of last pandemic, I picked up the bass and I actually am fairly good at it. And, and my bass teacher was like, I'm not just telling you this, but you actually are really, you have the inclination towards this, but I never continued because nice. I was so yeah. tired. And yeah. 
then for me, my pandemic was busy with work, so yeah. I would love to be able to play my bass really yeah. well. Great. Okay, that, at the bass. Mm-hmm. Just because I would love it for practicality reasons, I would just love to be able to cook really well without being worried when I cook. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> that, like, yeah, just to be able to be really good and not think about it. Um, love it. I would really – I'm better now, but I would just – I guess I should just pick one sport, but I would really be able to be good at one sport, and I'm going to just pick one. Okay. I I did one 5K and two 5Ks, and I was just like a mess, but maybe I would be a good runner. I love that. I have to say I love and that I, because – the runner's high is a real thing, and I also have, I'm like, so good. many things wrong with my skeleton now <laughs> that it's just, like, that's not going to be my thing, and that's okay, nope. but I would right. use a MASH category to be, like, yeah, long-distance running. Yeah. I think that'd be really, really cool. Yeah, I find it's almost magical to me. It's almost yeah. magical to me. Like, great. there's a certain rhythm and a breath I understand, or, like, even when I'm running, I don't want my vision to be bouncing when I'm yeah, running. Yeah, and, ugh, yeah. So Just I getting in the flow. It. Getting in the flow yeah. of running sounds, totally. like, so meditative also. That would be nice, yeah. Um. Okay, and then final category, let's do three artists. It could be a singer. Use the category as you would like. It could be a, a singer-songwriter, or it could be an actor or a writer, director, whatever you want, but three people in the arts, living or dead, that you would love to collaborate with in some way? Three artists, living or dead, I would love to collaborate with. Um, Celine Dion. Amazing. <gasps> oh, gosh. She's one of a kind. I know. I know. Okay, so that is for sure one of them. I would love to have the opportunity to work with Steven Spielberg. Sure. Like those young kids. Who yep. were able to do that? Wow. Oh, what about a makeup artist? Whoa, I love oh, it. What about someone like, I forgot how to say his last name, Kevin McQuan? Oh, Kevin O'Quan? Kevin O'Quan? Kevin Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he was wonderful. Yeah, I would say, yeah, that's that's like, I was, I used to be more interested in kind of fashion and fashion shows and mm-hmm. stuff. And I always, I, you're right. It was like, I always, I never knew what I like. I would see something and, and I would be like, oh, I love that. Who's Who did that? Mm-hmm. And it, it seems like it would always be like Steve McQueen and then Kevin O'Quinn did all the makeup. And you're like, Ooh. okay, I clearly love, I guess I love those guys. I love <laughs> like, that. Now you know. All right. Give me a number between one and seven. Six. Okay, great. All right. I'm going to figure out which of each of these things you're going to get per category. Oh, cool. Do you want to point people in the direction of your music or anything else going on? And by the way, for all of those of you who are listening to this, and I'll say this in my intro as well, who are Avatar fans, I got to point you to our two episodes with Jenny, plus (laughs) another one that's coming out um, where we dig deep into Avatar. So if you're listening to this wondering why we didn't talk about Suki nonstop, please know that we absolutely talked about Suki nonstop we on Braving the Elements. definitely do. <laughs> uh, that's, what, by the way, one of the most popular episodes. Aw. Yeah. Really? Love, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Yep. So anyway, so you point people towards uh, places that they can enjoy more of your work, and I will oh. do this as fast as I can. Okay. Um, let's see. I'm trying to think. I think probably the most social area that I visit is my Instagram, which is Jenny underscore Kwan 
or Facebook, it's still my name, Jenny Kwan, and on TikTok, Jenny Kwan Official. Um, I'm trying to think. Or my website, if you don't get enough uh, of the name Jenny Kwan, you could find it on my <laughs> website. But I probably visit Instagram the most, even though I probably can visit it more. I'm getting better at that, oh, trying I'm to share more. You're good at it, Janet. No, you're I'm good not. At it. I go, yeah. I mean, I, I'm on there like every fifth day. It's well, not smart. I need to do more, you know, as far as because this is our day and age, as the youngsters say. I know, I know. It's so true. So I'm learning. I'm I'm getting better. I'm going to take that inspiration from you. I mean, at least you're on TikTok. I'm on TikTok and I haven't put a video up in like six months. Well, I could probably say the same, but I always have to ask my students. I'm like, can you guys help me with TikTok? (laughs) And they're like, you just do this, you just do that. And I was like, wait, what? Slow down. (laughs) Go back to step one. Literally, and my assistant had to come and yes. do a TikTok for me because I could not figure it out. I, I so. feel like you're my sister. You're my sister. <laughs> um, okay. I, are you, was that good? I don't want to cut you off. No, no, okay, no. Go. Oh, please. I feel like I'm like, okay, I don't know what else to say. No, no. You, everything was perfect. And, uh, and it, I do have these mash results. I feel oh, very good about this. Oh. Um, I feel really good about this. There's a lot of really great stuff in here. Wow. Um, where do I want to start? Okay. First of all, I want to congratulate you on your mansion in Hawaii. <gasps> oh my gosh. Not bad. I got to make up my mind. Half the time I say Hawaii and then half the time I say Hawaii. So you I'm know not why? sure. Because, because yeah. Hawaii is yeah. the pro- proper yeah. way to probably pronounce it on all the vowels. But, you yeah. know, we're from the mainland, so we say Hawaii. Then I just know? get lazy and I spit yeah. it out. Yeah. Exactly. It's like if I've just been there, I'll say Hawaii all exactly. day. And then exactly. It's been a while. So now I'm like, <laughs> Back to I've Hawaii. Lost, I forgot. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, I also want to congratulate you on, you know, whether you're there, whether you're here, uh, whether you have jumped into the movie Titanic whenever oh, you God. want. <laughs> I mean, there's a real water theme happening here. Ooh, there's yes. a real water surrounded by water thing, which I love. Um, you can also have unlimited roti, the most perfect <gasps> Thai version you could possibly want. So Snap excited. of your fingers, no matter where you are. I love it. Um, I will say that I think... I'm so excited to see you in Hades Town. It's an amazing show. It takes a lot of energy. That's a high energy show. You're going to want to have that roti I when need you fit. I'm so excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. I need it. Uh, you also have the ability to go back into early 1900s LA I lo- and I, see I love everything it. as a sort of developing. Is, I love this That's life. That's amazing. I love this um, life. Right. And then also you have this uh, relationship happening. I mean, listen, you take him oh, wherever you oh want gosh. or you leave him wherever you want. You got the very, very sexy Michael B. Jordan oh, on your side, hey. in your corner. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. You also have the magical relationship with your body and the earth of being a runner, a long distance runner. Oh, yes. You get to have that feeling of almost be I feel like you must feel like a superhero at some point in during a marathon. But oh, um and That's and, so and I think I would love to see you write a song. I know you're gonna be doing a collaboration with this person. So I'm excited to see you do a song about the experience of running <laughs> running across maybe you're running across Canada maybe you're running somewhere but the important thing is you are running I'm running it's almost like flying exactly because you and Celine Dion are oh, going I to have it. a wonderful collaboration <laughs> where you feel the passion of 
all of these wonderful things in your I life. You're gonna have it. so much to write and sing about. I love it. I love her. Oh my god, she's crazy. I love her. I love uh, her. She's amazing. So that, my dear friend, is your mash future. Oh, I want to congratulate you Thank again. It's you. an outstanding outlook there. And I'm so glad we got to do this. I Me love too. seeing you. Love I, seeing you too. I just think the world of you. Aww. And I can't wait for our next opportunity to do something together. I feel so grateful. Thank you for keeping up with me and having me today. My pleasure. My pleasure. Everybody <laughs> else, I want you to take care of yourselves and stay safe. And I will talk to you next time on the podcast. The show is recorded by me and edited by Julian Burrell. And as always, the JV Club theme song is Back Before We Were Brittle by the amazing Say Hi. Hey, remember when we could save kittens from trees or lunch on skyscrapers, bring the villains to MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.